Hello and welcome back to the podcast. Thanks to everyone that's listened so far. Today is another special episode. In today's episode, we have the founders of Drift. We have Josh, the CEO, and Dr. Michael Tabone, head researcher with Cointelegraph, who is also the CFO for Drift. Now, this is the recording of our stream we did a few days ago. If you haven't managed to catch it yet, you can catch it on YouTube. But for those that don't have time to watch it on YouTube, we have released the audio as a podcast. So I hope you enjoy it. It's an easy way to consume it if you're out and about or at the gym or in the car. Let us know what you think. We do have more guests lined up. The stream was a massive success and it was great to actually get people on stream live on camera. We do have another one lined up very soon. So here is the interview. How we doing, Mike? How we doing, Josh? Welcome to the stream. Thank you very much for giving up your time to join CC Pro and the wider community and explain a bit more about Drift and, of course, some important updates. I know there was a couple that went out today. So, uh, yeah, thanks for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you, Mark, for having us. Hey, Mark, thanks for having us. Yeah, sorry, I'm. Um, we had a busy day, and I'm on the way to take my daughter to dance right now, so I'm not on video, but I um, wanted to join because it's important to update you guys. So. No, no, that's cool. No worries. Um, so just before we get started, do you guys want to just give us a bit of an introduction, how you got involved with Drift, kind of a bit about your background, and uh, then we'll get on to Drift in a second. Yeah, awesome. I'll, I'll lead it off. Um, um, so I'm Josh Chan. I'm, I'm the CEO for Drift. Um, my background in, in crypto is in 2017, I started investing. Um, 2020, I started getting into projects, working for them, just once I was invested in originally. And then... Um, started kind of working dev stuff and then I and I um, got a little deeper into the, the space running my own project projects and then in um, in 2020 I uh, 2021 I transitioned to leading operations for an energy sector blockchain company um, and then my leadership background as CEO I was in the military here in the United States for the last decade I went to West Point here um, and graduated there in 2017 it's one of the uh, top leadership academies in America um, so that's, that's kind of my organizational leadership background I led teams of you know, 15 to 20 people to like 150, um, 200 plus people. So that's kind of a little bit of my background, quick and dirty. Um, Mike, if you want to go ahead and, and give yours. Oh, thanks, Josh. So uh, I'm Michael Tabone. I am the former deputy director of research for Cointelegraph. Um, and now I am a senior economist and featured writer at Cointelegraph instead. Taking a little step back so I can focus really on drift here, um, where I am the CFO. Also, um, the director of strategy on another company, which actually Josh and I worked on. It's a little bit more of a web 2.1 company, which is what kind of impetus behind us getting us started in this drift thing. And we started on making drift studios from there. Um, and, uh, as well as I, you know, um, advise over 20 different companies in the web three space. And I'm also a professor of, uh, blockchain technology at the university of the Cumberlands, which they have a master's degree program in uh, global business with blockchain and i have a phd clearly because i teach there but um uh, my phd is in business but my focus on that was in DAOs, decentralized autonomous organizations and as you can probably see from behind me i got a little bitcoin a little monero so i am uh this is you know i'm fully into the web3 space for a long time now and uh, uh looking forward to talking to your community yeah great thanks very much for joining us and um 
Yeah, the CC Pro community obviously came out uh, quite hard on the 27th when we launched the 27th of December. Um, really excited for the prospect of the game long term and what developments are coming. So do you want to just speak a bit, uh, probably better yourself, Michael, just about what's coming in terms of V2 and obviously version 3, which will be the Web3 version of the game. And we'll kind of touch on the game first before we talk about the token. Sure. So right now on the website, um, drifttoken.io is a beta version of the game. And it's a beta version for testing reasons and for other things. So we still encourage everyone to go to the, the website, check it out, uh, play the game. Please give us some feedback. You know, uh, we're always looking for feedback and everything else. But play the game now. It's only going to get better from here. The next version, V1, comes out mid-February, uh, third week kind of-ish of February. Um, and uh, that should have enhanced graphics, um, some in-game stuff. Uh, it's 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 um, compatible with uh, the blockchain on on the blockchain and stuff. So it's got some advanced features that we have currently right now. And uh, the team, the dev, dev teams, are working very hard on that. And so that's what we have on the on the game so far. And there's actually some uh, we're going to have some footage and all that kind of stuff coming out in the next couple of days to kind of give everybody a preview of what that looks like. So, um, yeah, very excited about that. And uh, do you want to know about the, the – well, there's other things in the project too, but we're focusing just on the game right now? Uh, yeah, you can go on and talk about uh, all the other developments. I know you guys um, – I've got to know you quite well um, in promoting it with CC Pro. Uh, I know you guys have got a lot going on in the background. So do you want to kind of talk about what I suppose you can talk about and what is announced already? Yeah, so this is one of the dangerous things about being the, the director of strategy, you know, the, the, the CFO and the strategy guy is we're constantly in partnerships with different companies and we're talking to different people. And unfortunately, you know, I want to come out and tell you everybody we're talking to and everything that we're doing. I really want to come out and tell you. But the problem is I can't. So one of the things I've been we've been working with is different centralized exchanges because we want to have the ability to have people have on and off ramps for this and not just to have it be, um, you know, a Uniswap type of thing, which we are also doing um, DEXs. But one of the, the centralized exchanges that we just uh, signed with and they promoted it this morning is um, Bitmart. So Bitmart is one of the top, um, it's in the top 40, depending on which which um, outlet you're going with that ranks them. Um, but it uh, Bitmart is, 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 is a good start. We also have another one, which I, which they haven't announced yet, so I can't say. So we have another uh, centralized exchange, again, in the top 30, top 40, um, that's up there. And we have a couple more that are a little bit more, a little higher coming out soon um, that we're working with, and we have to finalize that paperwork. But again, we're afraid of, we're always, we always want to make sure everything's finalized and, and, and the, the, the I's are, you know, I's are dotted and the T's are crossed uh, just to make sure that we are, you know, not promoting anything out there. There's other things out there. We're working with some other partners, Again, these are can't say these things yet. Um, one of them is a very known um, company out in the space. If I told you the name of the project, everybody would know exactly what's been around for a long time. Um, and uh, that's going to help with uh, some interoperability things um, with the token in the background. So that's fantastic. Uh, so and that should be integrated relatively soon. So hopefully in a couple of weeks, we should be able to share that with everybody. Um, Josh, is there anything else that I missed? right now um no not right now um like that we could we could share but just um you know we're we're looking everything every move we're making is to uh 
to scale at the right time. You guys know, obviously, really well here at CC Pro, who we've invested. Um, the grassroots and, like, specifically you guys, you know, as investors are really what the early focus has been on and you'll continue to be the focus. But, you know, we're, we're kind of at a, at a critical mass of, of um, um, you know, where we can get uh, on this strategy. So that's why we're starting to partner with some of these bigger partnerships. It's always been part of the plan. Um, you know, we're always going to be looking out for you guys as for the best of the valuation of the product. And, um, you know, it's been articulated in the game, the game plan from day one. So I think everybody understands here it's good for growth. And, you know, it's the only beneficial stuff we're doing. Um, we're super excited. Um, we'll be able to share a lot more of it in the coming weeks, but there's going to be a shift in, in the marketing, which actually is articulated right on our webpage that we're going to shift, you know, as we grow bigger. So um, excited about all that stuff. And we're, we're following the plan as well. We can, and, you know, we're, we're adapting a bit where we need to, but all, you know, everybody's interest, but it's all, it's all good stuff, guys. So appreciate, you know, support here. Uh, Mark, you know, you and the team here at CC Pro um, have been pivotal in our early success. So I just want to say that. Um, you know, I just want to give your you got your investors confidence that we're doing everything we can to to make this worthy of, of you know the, the early support. So that's all I want to say right now. Yeah, and um, for everybody tuning in, if you haven't got any drift tokens or if you want to get some more, you can see the website and uh, the ambassador code is on the screen just now. So feel free, um, you can. Uh, Go and get some more um, at 0. 0.0007 cents just now, uh, or dollars. Um, so, I'm yeah, zero. that's still open. And yeah. um, just on that, Michael, can you talk about why you chose to go the community-led route as opposed to the VC? Because one of the things and one of the reasons we talk a lot about seed rounds and pre-sales is to our community members is because we understand that normally when we get to buy crypto, you're already about a year behind the VCs, the big guys. And in the traditional markets, that's always the way. You know, us guys don't get to buy seed rounds in the traditional financial world. It's just a fact. Um, so can you talk about how you decided that, why you decided that, and how kind of unique that really is? Yeah. So um, when we were discussing the formation and, and of, of Drift Studios and what we wanted to do, we really wanted this to be in the Web3 ethos of things. We really wanted this to be, and you know, that's why the team doesn't have tokens. We don't have a token allocation. It doesn't exist for us. We, we, there is no pile of team tokens sitting somewhere. Um, I had to buy my tokens. Josh had to buy his tokens. Paul, everybody else that exists had to buy our own way into the project. There is no um, team allocation that's sitting somewhere. That's very different than a lot of different Web3 projects which have popped up, and you can see it right on their white paper. They'll say, oh, 20% is left for the team. That's fine and dandy, except there's always that sell pressure. As soon as they launch, these guys sell that amount, or it's locked up and they sell it all at one other time in the future. So, you know, um, there's a very well-known project uh, the, the, that, uh, you know, Algorand, a good example. This is all public knowledge, right? They had a vesting schedule where you could know, you know exactly where during the project it was going to dump because they're like, oh, 10% gets invested there. 5% gets invested there, 2%. And you knew. So that on that date, you would know it would go to $1.35 and then it would dump down to $0.95. Cents. You knew it all the time. Um, we don't have a vesting schedule like that for team teams. There's no team tokens. So we're part of the team. We want we're part of the community. We want to see this thing go. The idea behind not getting VCs involved um, for as long as possible to hold them off was to allow more people into this community at 
the very start of the, the process. It's very rare. It's like the news, right? When someone, by the time that your grandmother told you what stock to buy, that stock is no longer, you know, the stock already went up, right? Everyone, everyone who had money to invest at the beginning already did it. So by the time that the, the water cooler guy at your work or whatever it happens to be, you know, the, the guy who rides the bus tells you the bus, he tells you something, it's probably not, you know, it's probably too late or it's, you know, you're not going to be on the, on the uprising side of it. We launched to everybody, opened everybody, anybody who, any, anybody who hears this thing can get involved. We, um, you know, you just hook up your MetaMask or your, what's your wallet and you get involved at the, at, you know, very low, low entry cost now um, compared to, you know, what we've decided with BitMart and everything else. The price is going to be starting off a little, a little higher here. Um, and by that time, we'll have a functioning game and everything else going on. Right now, we're still in beta. And to make sure we're as inclusive as possible, we, you know, are not doing what we are going to launch on specifically right now, right? So this is, you know, I bought in on the first round. I bought a little bit more on the, each round um, myself on different chains because I wanted I wanted to see how this thing would work on different chains. So I bought a little bit on, uh, I bought a lot on ETH, you know, I bought a little bit on uh, BNB and a little bit on Polygon. Um, but with gas fees being the way they are, I should have done the opposite way around. But what are you going to do? And, um, you know, uh, so, yeah, I, I, you know, obviously I, it's my project and I'm part of it and Josh is part of it. And obviously I'm here to promote it. So I'm going to tell you, go out and do it. But you're not going to find many other projects that you haven't heard of or you have heard of. And they still allow you to, to jump in on the presale way before, you know, um, it goes live. And it's going to go live in a few months. There are some people you'll talk to in this space where they got sold a presale. And the, the roadmap is there, right? But there's no times on the roadmap. And everything is months and months and months away. And so people have these tokens that they bought for pre-sales from a year, two years before. And they and they just ask, when sale? W-E-N sale, right? When's the sale? When's, when's launch? And these teams are just still, you know, twiddling their thumbs. And we're racing towards trying to launch at the end of February, early March for the token itself. You know, airdrops and everybody else, you know, you get airdropped your thing that's when the um if you if you decided to stake that's when the staking would start and if you decide for the dynamic tax that's when the dynamic tax kicks in for that moment right and then it you know the dynamic tax um you know goes down after a certain amount of time and the uh, same thing with the the 120 apy for staking that goes down after a certain amount of time but it kicks in right as soon as the airdrop starts um as soon as it, as soon as the token launches. yeah yeah, yeah. So- to, yeah, to add into Mike's uh, little precision of language there. So we we will have token generation event. Um, now, this depends. Um, you know, we, like we said, we're working with some centralized exchanges. So we're looking at, like, um, early to, to mid-March, just to be giving ourselves enough time to be sure, you know, we can. So just give you an idea. So it's not, you know, we're talking a month and a half out from today. So, you know, and, um, th- that's what you're looking at. And, and you know, it may... Uh, depending on how the mechanism is, it's either uh, a claim with a reimbursement or or an airdrop if you've already invested. So those are just some things, um, you know, that, that might get across. Like, you know, you don't have to wait a long time, you know, you, you can, as close as we could to the original timeline. I think, you know, the, when we first came out, we've added maybe one or two weeks because of this centralized exchange. And we've always been messaging that for you guys. So you're not going to find a surprise. Like, hey, guys, you got to wait like three months because we have to audit our contract. You know what I mean? Or something silly like that. So just, you know, I've seen that a lot of pre-sales and stuff. It's like, 
oh guys, we got this opportunity. We didn't think what happened. And guess what? Like now we have to delay two months and there's another two months. And it's like, you know, by then ETH is like either three times what it was worth or, or a quarter of what it was worth, you know, but either way, the point is, um, yeah, we're We're going to follow the timeline we put out for you guys. And, um, you know, it's just, I think that's Mike is getting across. We want to add a little more specificity on as far as why, um, you know, it may be, <clears throat> there's like a little range there in March depends on, what what these you know we finalize with these central exchanges which should be finalizing that better messaging around that you know a lot more precise date for you guys so um just want to add that in no yeah that's great and um there is a few questions uh mike coming in um i don't know if you want to tackle some of them um so paul first off says where do you see drift in two years from now um, I guess when you answer that, we probably want to talk about the game, but can you talk about um, the car skins that we briefly discussed? But my technical knowledge is very poor, so um, you are For probably better explaining it to the community. For your members? Yeah, yeah. For CC Pro members. Okay, so the way that we would handle this is what's called a POAP or a proof of attendance protocol. So what a POAP is, is your members would get a code, right? They go into the POAP, they claim it, it gets put onto their wallet, whatever wallet they particularly want. And then for a gas fee, they can turn that into an NFT. And that NFT then can be used however you want to use a normal NFT, but it would be this kind of, kind of designed to be able to be used as a skin for the car. So if you wanted to, right, if your members could use that skin for the car, and the reason why it's done as a POAP is because a POAP is very light. But, you know, so and turning into an and turning it into an NFT is simply just paying really the gas fee um, for minting an NFT. But it would be specifically for your members because they would get a particular thing. So it's an easy way to, to spread the NFT out there and it's claimable. It's not a big deal. Or you can leave it as a POAP, proof of attendance protocol. Not a big deal. Leave it as a POAP, collect it. doesn't have to be turned into an NFT if you don't want. I have POAPs from... Uh, large AMA that I've attended in the past from different things I've done. Uh, I get PO apps and, you know, I don't necessarily always turn them into NFTs. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, but uh, it's really, really a nice system. Um, PO so apps are probably used. Okay. Sorry. No, no. So basically for CC pro members, you can mint an NFT, which will be branded for CC pro members. Uh, it'll be branded and certified crypto and you can use it as a skin on your car in the game. And then whenever you compete, you race, uh, you take part in the game, you can use that skin on the car so everybody knows you're a member of CC Pro. Uh, but also it's just unique. So you're in a different car from the general public, um, which is pretty cool and uh, a nice little difference as well. Uh, I, I quite like it. I didn't know about that until yesterday. So, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's pretty cool. And then in terms of the game, two years from now, where do you yeah. see it? Will it be on an app? Um, or is that more uh, um, maybe a Josh question? Or you well, can let me... one thing on the POAP thing, the POAP is important because that's how we, in the future, that's how you're going to get your uh, tickets to concerts and all that kind of stuff. We're going to be on POAPs, um, so it's going to be like an NFT light kind of thing. So if you want to, if you want to research on your own, just look up what a POAP is. You'll learn a whole bunch of stuff about the entertainment industry and where we're going with that in the blockchain world. But um, in two years. Uh, drift so the drift studios 
is a more overarching thing. And then payout pursuit, which is the first game is another thing. So the game itself, right. Is where you're going to have this, this NFT that you can play uh, as CC pro uh, member of the community. That's awesome. Um, in two years from now, mobile, by the way, is something that we're working on and we feel like it's um, vital. So we're working on that way faster than two years. So the game itself, I hope, would be in version, you know, uh, six or seven by then, because we hope on continuously updating the game. It doesn't cost anything to the player. To it's not like a it's not, not it's not like a console game where where you have to constantly buy the next console. So updating it is is not an expense for the user. All that it is is giving you other features and other things that are available with us. Do I know what those things would be? I, I assume. And this is again. Please don't send me. Um, please don't send me emails tomorrow when we launch the next day, right? But I think some of those things would be abilities to brand um, inside the game itself and to advertise inside the game, right? I think those are things that would be automatic. So um, I use this example sometimes in AMAs, and some people laugh, but it's you know it's a good example. Um, you know, if you get good at racing and you are a good racer, um, and people want to, and people want to race against you as a ghost. If you have a reputation, you can go out and get yourself sponsored. Maybe you get Wonder Bread or you get uh, Hershey's or something like that to sponsor your car. And that's your own another source of revenue for you as, as a racer. Um, uh, that's on the that's Drifter, I should say. That's out on the track. But also around the track itself, there's going to be um, advertisements and that kind of stuff. Um, there also could be the advantage for certain uh, companies to come out and say, we want a, a yearly X Classic, you know, Wonder Bread Classic, you know. Uh, it would kind of be like a, a Formula One, you know, kind of like classic kind of thing. But, uh, you know, different tracks and different things for different kind of uh, special occasions. Um, so there's that ability that I definitely see coming in two years. Um, also the ability to make bigger bets um, uh, on somebody else. So if somebody gets a reputation on the leaderboard, let's say, in the leaderboard world, where they're doing, where they're getting first place, you know, second place, third place consistently then, you know, I see that, you know, I want to bet on, let's say Mark gets really good. I want to bet on Mark. Uh, so I put a, I put a sideways, I put a wager on myself or I could put a wager directly on Mark. And hopefully if Mark wins, I get that side bet. So it's kind of like poker where you have a side bet going on. And I also see eventually where you join the race normally, like whatever it is for the wager on yourself, $10. Then in the future, I see where, you know, you wager on yourself for 10 bucks. But, you know, if I, if I don't feel like I could beat Mark because Mark always wins. But I know that I could beat my Aunt Agnes, right? So I convince my Aunt Agnes to go into a bet with me or or my, or my the people at my office that I work with or my family, uh, you know, or my group of friends. And we race against each other where I have a way better chance probably of beating them than uh, Mark or my four-year-old uh, who – the little kids, I don't know why. They seem like they know technology way better than I do. It's just they come out of the womb and they just can play games and, you know, they know how to move a iPad. My 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 – my youngest daughter, when she was like two months, she's looking at the, my phone and she's scrolling. I'm like, this is amazing. So um, if the little kids are beating you and you want to race against people that you might have a chance with, maybe you go into a side bet, you know, same race all the time. Now, something to also keep in mind that I, and I had the clarification before. You don't just, you know, make a wager into that one race, like for, in that one time. You have a period of time. The races are for like 24 hours or, or a period of time. You can race as many times as you want. So um, you have to remember that too. You're, you know, you're probably going to race the first 10 times as like practice. And then you're going to kind of concentrate on how do I, 
skate off in a second here and two seconds there and how do i get better at this that's probably going to happen so you're you know you can race technically you can race 24 hours in that period of time or whatever it is to get as good as possible and that's why it's where ggmf came from get good blankety blank came from that idea because you know it's not an easy game if you've played the beta you kind of know it's not um an automatic you get it immediately you got to learn how to play it and every single track is going to be a little bit different it's not going to be automatically the same thing every single time so in two years from now uh, that's how i see the game evolving into being more uh for playable I, probably definitely going to be on mobile sooner than two years um i kind of see controllers integration with controllers you know people want to have the steering wheel they want to have the, the the shifters they want to have the breakers so i think that's totally possible um, I have uh, my my past life. Um, I was a uh, aerospace engineer, manufacturing engineer, and I have a little bit of experience in the world with those kind of controllers and everything else. So, um, you know, and we have been talking. We had one uh, group we were talking to that's possible to do it. So we're looking into that. That's not going to be immediate. It's going to be down the road. Drift itself, the drift token itself, remember, is isolated from the game. So the game is existing. But there's going to be other things in the drift universe that exist, right? The, G the drift ecosystem. So in two years, there's also going to be other games added to our ecosystem. Does that mean that we we take our eyes off the prize of Payout Pursuit? Not at all. Payout Pursuit is a franchise within drift. And then I assume there's going to be other franchises with different um, types of gameplay. Not everybody's a racer. Not everybody's going to be in uh, you know a role playing game person. Not everybody's going to be a pool person or whatever it happens to be that comes up in a game. Um, but we're going to constantly add different types of enjoyment and entertainment to the uh, process. Uh, there might be small games, might be big games. We, you know, we don't. I can't tell you exactly what the future is look, but I imagine in two years there's, you know three or four or five or six different franchises playing underneath the whole entire drift studios umbrella and payout pursuit would probably be on it's like seventh iteration that's two years from now if i had a vision it out so basically the possibilities are endless for um for drift um i actually think the uh the advertising and game kind of monetization of the game um seems to be the way web 3 is going there seems to be a lot of uh opportunities there that don't exist in web 2 and obviously web 3 is all about owning your own data advertisement and who controls what you see and when you see it so i think that's huge um and i think it's obviously anyone that watches formula one watches any rally circuits anything like that it's branded you know up to the eyeball so um yeah i think that's going to be huge and companies are going to think differently about how they advertise and how they reach the people they want to reach in the future, as opposed to just putting brand in, in the traditional spaces. Um, so, no, I think that's that's really exciting. I think the game sounds really good. And one of the questions we had was um, about, you know, where does Drift go after, you know, Drift Studios, where does it go? So that that's great to get that answer as well, um, which is really exciting. I guess this all revolves around the growth of Web3. Uh, we've spoke on the podcast before, CC Pro members will know I've spoke about it before, is adoption coming from the East, you know, typically Southeast Asia, um, some parts of Africa, probably Latin America, but I'm not quite as sure about that. Is that something you expect? And I guess in these countries, 
the adoption's quicker um, and there will be people that can make a weekly, monthly, even yearly uh, salary by gaming as opposed to traditional methods of work versus other parts of the world, basically. A thousand percent. In the last uh, bull run, there are stories. You can go back and find them. You can find them on Cointelegraph and everything else. There's stories of people that were in, um, you know, poverty situations or not not the greatest financial situations getting into game and getting themselves out of there getting themselves into a way better position for their family matter of fact there's one story i remember of two little kids like i talked about that did just that right um so it's very possible to to do that now the cool thing about payout pursuit um is once the engine gets started pun intended once the engine gets started at payout pursuit there should be always some kind of physical incentive, uh, physical, some kind of um, uh, financial incentive for the for the somebody to participate in the race. Because if let's say that the racing pool was ten dollars, that's not maybe attractive to Mark or to me or to somebody you know somebody in the first world, but somebody in the third world might look at that and go, "It's worth a dollar wager for me to get involved with this ten dollars." That might vary. So that that is a that is an engine that can constantly go. Now, if the pool is a thousand dollars, you know that's still probably going to attract more people. If the pool is ten thousand dollars, twenty thousand, thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars, and it could easily go up and down and swing in. You know, Christmas. I don't know if it, you know, and Christmas Day in America. I don't know if a lot of people are going to be playing Payout Pursuit, but probably the next day they're going to be playing Payout Pursuit again, right? So I don't know what the wager is going to be. It's probably going to go up and down and vary from day to day especially if there's a classic coming up or a special event coming up, I could see it, but it's, I think there's always going to be an incentive for somebody to race and somebody to get involved because again, it's not, uh, it's, this is not gambling. This is strictly you betting or wagering on yourself for your own skill. Initially later on, we're going to try to add in all the things I like really like, you know, betting on somebody else and betting in your own pool of stuff. Right. Um, but, um, and that's like, we're trying to get that done in this 2024, right? In this year. Um, side bets, you know, with smaller people first. And I think betting on other people uh, would be the harder one next. Um, we just want to make sure it's fair. And, and uh, you know, it's, it's easy to bet on. I bet on Mark and I lose on purpose. I mean, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of ridiculous. If anybody wants to jump in on my bet with me, I mean, that's kind of silly, right? So we were trying to work on ways to get around that. That's kind of why the, it might take longer. Um, and of course, this is all based on your jurisdiction of where you live and no one's suggesting that you break any laws or anything like that. But, um, so that's something to think about. Um, the drift drift studios could go a lot of different places. Like you just said before, um, a lot of things. And I have my eyes on one particular company in one particular industry for the very first classic. We haven't reached out to them yet. Cause I want to, we want to get through this pre-sale. And get into launching our token, but I'm like super. I like I, I I I to me in my mind we already made the deal. That's how like super focused I am. We haven't even approached them yet, but I really want this one company who I think would be fantastic to partner with. Um, and uh, you'd see their advertisement. And my hope is that you would win the first place, second place, and third place winner would not only win the pool, but they would also win an object from this company um, as part of the winnings. So I think that'd be really cool. So I don't want to say any more than that because 
if it goes wrong, everyone's going to blame me because it didn't go that way. But um, I can see companies wanting to do this, especially companies that are in web in the web two world that want to be hip and cool and get their face in front of web three. Right. I think that that's, you know, the, the, this is a natural progression, especially if it's racing involved with payout pursuit. I think it's an easy, an easy one for me. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely. Um, Let's roll through some questions, if that's okay. Um, So another question, what exchanges are you in talks with? I guess you probably can't really talk too much of that, Um, but talks are ongoing with centralized and decentralized exchanges, I guess, is kind of the answer we can give, but you probably can't say too much more other than the fact that got announced this morning. I can't say too much more. I can say BitMart because that was official. There's another one that's in the top 30. Um, I'll tell you right now, I have this all written down. So, um, I know what the other ones are. I obviously can't say it. So yeah. So both of these are in the top 30. Um, by, if you go by uh coin, coin market cap. Um, and then we have two more that we're working on that are, that are in the top 40. And then we have, you know, our site set on one of the big boys in the top 10. Right. But, um, and we've approached all of those and we've gotten, you know, we're, we're in talks with these things, but you know, any group can say, I mean, I can be, you know, you don't, everyone kind of knows that any group can say that they're doing this, that, and the other thing, but we really are, um, you know, almost there. And one of them is like literally, you know, one of them we announced today, another one, the one in the top 30, we're going to announce as soon as I think we get the clear from them, but we're good. We signed the paperwork and everything. Uh, and then we have one, we haven't signed yet, but we're looking at Friday. So that's Friday. Um, so that's three right there. And then and I guess I guess the whole point with centralized exchanges and de- decentralized exchanges, but more with the centralized exchanges, it's it's all about momentum. So you know, Bitmark today, another one Friday, and then it just kind of snowballs. It's not zero to a hundred because you have to kind of build that, you have to build the holders, which I saw. Um, Drift is now past a thousand unique wallet holders. That's right. Um, so you have to do certain things for, I guess, the bigger the exchange, the higher the criteria is, and you have to kind of tick it off gradually. Um, and they and the bigger the exchange, the more they do not want a pre sale to continuously go on, right? Because they don't want to be undercut on, we don't want to be, they don't want to see us undercutting them, um, as they're going, as it's going live on their exchange, right? So, um, Right now, none of this is happening tomorrow. This is happening, you know, after launch, right at the, the, the moment of generation, token generation event. That's when it's, a lot of these are going to happen. Um, but the, you know, this pre-sale that's going on now is obviously not going to last forever. So as we move into those things, um, whether it's this round, whether we close this round or the next round, we're probably going to have to have a premature um, pulling of it, right? So that way it's no longer available. So that way we can do these um, partnerships. Um, especially the big boys, the big boys, you know, they don't want any kind of this kind of stuff. Right. So, um, and we are in talks with them, but they want again, token generation event first, because, um, I think they've had bad experiences in the past with pre-sales for some of these. So, yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, casual by nature. We did actually cover that just before you joined. Um, really good question, but we did cover that. Uh, two face to face has, Will you be building on other chains? Um, so I guess with that one, um, 
I can I can speak a wee bit, so I can give you a bit of a break since you're getting uh, all the questions. But uh, I guess the big thing on that is in drift or in payout pursuit. Sorry, it doesn't matter what you stake; you can earn back in that. So it doesn't really. So if I stake BNB, I earn in BNB. It doesn't necessarily matter about um, everybody else. It, it doesn't have to be a specific token. Is that right? Is that am I? Um. Well, now that you ask it like that, um, I thought it was it was going to be um, you earn it in ETH. So that's a simple ETH thing. So the BNB gets translated into what the price of ETH was at the time, whatever it happens to be, and I think you get it burned in ETH. Let me, before someone sends me some hate mail, let me just um, uh, make sure that that's 100% correct. I believe that's 100% the way it is. But let me just check on that, Mark, and um, I'll let you get back to your community on that one. But um, I believe it's in ETH. Um but yeah, working on chains right now, tokens are on Ethereum. This leads you to another partnership I can't tell you about, but we are working on it. Ethereum, um, BNB, and Polygon is what we're on now, Matic. We are working on inclusivity of other chains. A lot of them are EVM compatible. You know, we 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 you know we're not there yet. We haven't uh, we haven't done that yet, only because the devs have been focused tremendously on getting the game going. Um, and uh, make sure the contract's right and making sure by the contract's right is, you know, we have a major company auditing us very shortly um, to make sure that we have um, the contract there and everything else is solid. Not only that, we have to do that because we are working with a company. And again, this is a top uh, blockchain um, firm or, or project that you everyone would know if I said it. That is going to help with the interoperability of if someone's betting on BNB and someone's betting on Matic and someone's betting on AVAX and someone's betting on, um, you know, whatever it happens to be Ethereum. Um, that's fine. The pool will be in the thing. And then if you bet on BNB, if you bet with BNB, you're going to get paid out on BNB because of all the stuff that goes on in the background with interoperability, moves some liquidity around, bam, BNB gets sent to you at the end of the day. So you can still interact with everything and the tokens can be interacted interacted with there's two different ways of doing the contract for those people that are technical right and in this one non-technical way to explain it there's always a constant supply of of drift tokens but this would have a burn and create type of function where you know if somebody if if so, if there was more bnb re required then whatever other you know chain exists would get burnt that amount and bnb drift would would increase right so it would exist now on drift in a higher amount same amount of same amount of um same amount of circulating supply but it would just translate from one one um chain to another or one protocol i should say because like avax is not a uh, not a blockchain right so one protocol to another would go back and forth um so that's really cool i think that you can everyone can interact with each other in that way and it's really kind of going to be seamless and um not yeah, and I guess Yeah, and to be fair, Nabil's just um, blew up my phone, tell me um, all the technicalities of it. But basically, yeah. So because it's multi-chain, it also brings in different communities. So you've got the BNB community, Matic community, Ethereum, whatever. Um, they all pay whatever their fee is, and then you earn back um, if you win whatever tokens you staked in the first place, uh, which is kind of what you were saying as well. Um, Two Faced has asked how much have you allocated to advertising, but I'm guessing that's kind of flexible and they'll change based on the rounds and based on who you're partnered with. Correct. So the so 
um, in GameFi uh, and in Web3, but in GameFi specifically, the major companies spend a lot of money on advertising. They spend a lot of money on getting the message out there. That's what a majority of their costs are. If you were to look at companies like in the watch world, for instance, a watch, to make any watch, even though luxury watches that everyone says you know are $2 million and stuff, it doesn't cost that much to make. It's not the input of the cost. It's literally how much does this cost to advertise out there? You know, um, and if I told you those statistics on those companies, you would be, you would, you would no longer really kind of covet some of these watches that everyone covets. Um, but point is, with us, we spend, we're spending, we're trying to be as lean and mean as possible during this raise. So that's you know we we're trying to not spend as much money on advertising as as other companies do, but we are totally um, trying to trying to find the correct strategic partners to get the message out there on, um, which we I think we've done we you know we've raised you know eight hundred and fifty something thousand in these first two rounds without you know having to go to you know VCs and the and the and the big boys to you know um, get the word out there. I think our you know most expensive things were you know um, some a, a coin telegraph article we wanted to get out there called an explanatory article specifically because we want that to be a forever article that we can always point to and that kind of explains drift's overall arching message so i think it was money well spent to be honest with you um i think we had like thirty-seven thousand views they got a lot of a lot of eyes on the on the project which is great and it's always going to be up there um and uh you know reaching you know I don't know if you guys understand how much uh, it costs to get listed on exchanges, but it's not cheap. It's not a, uh, you know, listing, listing, you can look this up online. There's a whole thing about it. Um, you know, how much listings cost and that kind of stuff. It's not a cheap thing. It's not an easy process. There's a scam. Um, what do you call it? A scam check that we have, everyone has to go through to make sure you're a legit project, especially if it's a big boy exchange, right? If it's in the top 10, you're going to have to do a serious exchange, a serious, um, uh, you know, make sure you're credible. Like, let's say you're trying to get on Coinbase. That's like nuts because they're a publicly traded company. So they don't want any, um, they don't want any kind of scammy type of crazy things. Um, you might say to me next, what are you talking about? I've seen some of the things that Coinbase lists, Coinbase lists. Yes. But compared to the, what you can just throw up on Uniswap, in a in a two, in a two, you know, in a five minute period, uh, it's a lot, a lot more scrutiny goes on to it. So there's going to be scrutiny on us and, I, and I'm okay with that. We're, we're totally open to the transparency and we want to be scrutinized. You know, we want to be looked at. That's the whole point of, uh, of our web three ethos is to be as transparent as possible. So I'm sorry. I talked for a little bit. Longer. No, no, you're good. Um, so I have, uh, one more question and then I wanted to highlight something, uh, that came up last night when I was speaking to you guys. Um, so Anthony's asked probably the question that every member wanted to ask, but probably didn't want to be rude, but I don't think it's rude. Um, in terms of this round, obviously it's taken a bit longer to sell out. Was that expected, or was it that the first two rounds sold out way quicker than you expected, or just quickly on that? Yeah. So the first the first round sold out way faster than we thought. The that second round, CC Pro. yeah, uh, yes, thanks to CC Pro. Yes, absolutely. First round sold out way faster than we thought. The second round, um, so we thought we were going to have a little bit. So. We thought we were going to launch and have a little bit more time to be able to vet and find out the best ways to do, you know, the, the best people to, to make arrangements with for marketing. Because, you know, it's not, you know, usually when you're talking to these people, you know, it's not a um, if you can give somebody, you know, an ETH today 
and um, you know they're they're ready to go in the next five minutes. They probably have nothing lined up, <laughs> right? They have probably nothing have lined up for you to have. There's probably they're probably just sitting around in their basement waiting for someone to send them beneath. So the best people are usually people that you know when you contact them, they say, "Listen, two weeks out, I have a, we can do this. Three weeks out, we can do this." So we thought we had more time. Um, and when we talk about the first two rounds, first round done in two hours, amazing, right? Uh, we all high fiving in the background, fantastic. Second one went out five days, you know, boom, sold out. We thought we had a little more time with that. Um, we didn't. So now, you know, the, the we opened up the next one because we were we didn't want too much of a gap between the the second the first lap, the second round, and the third one. We didn't want too much because we kept getting asked when's the next when's the next pre-sale. So we opened it up. We knew it was going to be a little slower. We have about fourteen percent right now of this round filled, so it's not terrible. We didn't spend tons of money on advertising yet, um, all that stuff to go into it. And we wanted to see, and again, with these partnerships, like with BitMart and with the other one and the other one that might come up on Friday, um, you know, we, we expected this. So it's only been, it's only been a little while. Not, we're not freaking out. We still have plenty of time before the, the, the um, you know, the, uh, the game comes out and the, and the actual launch of the token, you know, all that this money is, Again, to get the word out and to, you know, I say I call it like building a sandcastle. You can build a sandcastle by a little bucket, but the more sand you have, the more basically, and this is all pun intended here, the more fuel you can put on the fire to be, uh, you know, to grow and accelerate things faster. And then, you know, so can we, can we, can we launch the way we are? Yeah, we can totally launch the way we are. Um, but we want to get that funds a little higher, get more exposure, get more people involved, you know, so we can get more holders um, and we want to get this as, as big as possible on a grassroots level. So that way, you know, it's not a thousand holders, it's 2000 holders um, or whatever it happens to be. And for many centralized exchanges, they want to see, um, they want to see thousands of holders because they want to make sure it's not just Mike to bone with, you know, 10,000 fake MetaMask wallets with one token each. And I call myself a holder. Right. Um, and why is it important to be on sexes instead of just being on DEXs by itself? Because sexes are centralized exchanges are an easy on and off ramp for people. And not everybody is a DeFi DGen like myself or maybe the people, the rest of the SEC pro, right? Um, and everyone's a DeFi DGen and, you know, is, is comfortable holding a MetaMask and they want the centralized exchange thing. So it's going to just, it's just going to open up the token to more and more people. And uh, I don't know, I don't know if you're like me, sometimes you don't know about a project until you see it listed somewhere you know you go on uniswap or you go on uh centralized exchange and you're like what's this and then you look into it um and you're like no no thank you or you maybe you ape in right there on the spot and you buy you know too much who knows um but uh, of course you know always do your due diligence but that's you know, sorry for going again i'm a no I'm no 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 you're great um thanks very much for coming on the one thing i wanted to talk about just before we finish was it's so important that you guys are public facing. You've got a face out there um, because what a lot of our members might not realize and probably I didn't realize until the last few days when we've been speaking is there's so many of these projects that just launch on centralized and decentralized exchanges that aren't KYC, they aren't doxed. You know, no one even has a legitimate email from them. They just spin up a token, put it out there. People buy it and they walk away with the money, and then they could just disappear tomorrow. Whereas Dr. Michael Tabone, 
you know, on LinkedIn, on all these things, should give people that level of confidence that, to be honest, a lot of tokens, a lot of projects just simply don't have uh, for specific reasons. Um, not to call them all scams, but for that specific reason. So I think that's something that um, CC Pro members should kind of acknowledge and also um, appreciate because it is a big selling factor of Drift Studios and uh, the token itself because then there is a level of trust with the fact that you're doxxed. Yeah, I appreciate that. You know, so this is a pre-sale and this is a startup. So, you know, this is just like if you were to buy into, you know, a, you know, a pizza parlor down the street, you know, it's, that hasn't started up yet. You know, you, we're doing everything we possibly can to make sure that this thing is a success. And, you know, there's no reason why we can't launch with a token and we get this thing going. But again, it's a startup. It's a, it's a, it's a pre-sale. Um, there are other, there are people out there in the crypto verse. I think that said it best, like Sami, uh, Sami, the, my friend Sami, who said, um, you know, it's a lotto ticket. Um, there's going to be a lot of these kind of lotto tickets. You pick the best lotto ticket that has the best chances and, you know, you pray for the best. I'm not saying that that's the way we're going to go. Cause I have tokens in this too, guys. I had to buy my own tokens. So I obviously want to see this thing go. Um, so I'm going to, you know, and again, Mike, we put our face out there because we're that confident in the fact that we're going to do everything we possibly can. And the reason why we're able to run as fast as we are and other, and other projects are, you know, Hey, they do a pre-sale in let's say September of last year. And then it's November of the next year. They still haven't, you know, given a pre-sale is because, you know, I don't think they've done the diligence and the work beforehand. We started this project 10 months ago before we even launched a pre-sale. We had 10 months of working on our own, doing our own, you know, working with our own blood, sweat, and tears, having own, our own meetings, our own things, you know, you know, filling things in. Um, oh, uh, this meeting got canceled. Okay, let's have a drift meeting, right? Constantly, you know, we've done 10, 10 months of pre-work before launching. So for us, you know, graphics, this, that, the game, beta, all this other stuff, all set up, right? Who we're going to talk to, who we want to approach, we already had this kind of mindset and the expectations ahead of time in our own internal roadmap and what we wanted to present to the public. We put ourselves out there because we're not, I'm not putting a, a NFT face over myself right now, like a lot of projects do. And whatever their reason is for anonymity, it's fine. I'm not going to point fingers at people, but there are a large portion of people out there that are not putting their face out there because they know uh, they're going to do the token generation event and they're just going to disappear. And uh, there's a couple of people that I can name, you know, that are very famous in the space that they they start a project every month, and they're and they're and somehow they have followers that go, I lost money with the last ten, but hey, this time I'm going to be one of the lucky guys that that sells it at the top, and they and then they, they rug that one and they just keep doing it. And it's just a rug, they just rug cities, rugging everybody all the time, rug 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 rug, and um, there's people that just have followers that they rug all the time, well. You know, I had to work for my ETH that I put into this game for my own tokens. And I and I respect everybody who put ETH or BNB or Polygon into this game. <coughs> I should say into the studio and Drift Studios, because I don't believe everyone's just an ETH machine or a BNB machine that you can just take stuff out from and not respect them. I, you know, I really appreciate everything that you guys have done uh, as a community and every, everybody who's, who's, who's done anything here. And we're going to make this thing as big as we possibly can. Our focus is to get this game out and then look at Gala Games 
and try to knock them off or wherever they are in the leaderboard. So yes, Gala, we're coming after you. We, you know, that's we should have high expectations for ourselves because if you don't, you're just trying to, you know, you're just you're 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 not really focused on uh, world domination, which you want the people that are in charge of a company to be, you know, concentrating on world dom in this time in this previous particular case, GameFi uh, domination, not world domination. Um, you know, but uh, yeah, we're focused on that. No, definitely. And uh, for anyone in CC Pro that doesn't know, Gala is a 100x from uh, the market cap of uh, Drift token right now. So that'll be pleasing to hear. Thanks very much, um, Mike, our Dr. Michael Tabone, as uh, you're getting a few mentions in the comments as well. Thanks for joining us. Um, probably went on a bit longer than we expected. So I appreciate your time. I know you've got loads going on just now. You don't, have to call me, you don't have to call me doctor. I think the doctor was from a different thing I was on in the past, and it just stayed there. So I, I you know, I just it's no, not no, there. I, I can respect. It's not there for like my ego. I don't know why the doctor stayed. It was I don't know from some other, um, some other thing I was on. So I apologize. No, no, that's fine. I respect the PhD. I, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, um, but no, and uh, thanks to Nabil who's messaging me some answers to questions, which I'll drop for CC Pro members, and of course Josh. Um, who sounded like he was crashing his car. Um, but um, thanks for coming on. And uh, we appreciate that. Anyone listening, anyone watching, if you've not got any Drift tokens or if you want to top up, uh, the code's on the screen, website's on the screen. And uh, thanks very much. And we'll catch you again soon. Thanks, Mark. Let me do the, do the lasers. Okay, so what did you think of that? I loved it. I thought it was a great interview. Great to get some insights into the Drift project long term. We know a lot of CC Pro members have invested heavily in Drift and it's great to hear that there's so many developments coming. The one that got me was the in-game advertising. I think that could be huge. Big partnerships on the horizon and of course the CC Pro car skin. How cool is that? Thanks very much for listening to this podcast. We've got some more episodes lined up to drop in the next few weeks. Keep dropping the likes on Spotify and any feedback you have. Thanks very much. We'll catch you again soon.